Welcome to episode 55, I think. Maybe 56. 55. Depends on whether. 56? Okay. Yeah, it depends Time on whether flies. we put another one out before. Unreal. 55. Yeah. Hugh Green. 55. Junior Seau. Junior Seau. I don't have any 55 Rest references. Rest in peace. Wow. Okay. Okay. Well, well here we go. <laughs> episode 55 of the Cigar Snob Podcast. I'm Nick Jimenez. I'm here with Eric Calvino. Hello, hello. And Ivan O. Campo. How's it going? All right, on this episode of the podcast, we are smoking something from Drew Estate. We will be talking about t-shirts that help you to not be topless. Also, our uh, special upcoming event, some sports news, and a whole bunch of other stuff. But first, a word from our episode sponsor, Villiger Cigars. Villiger Cigars, celebrating 130 years in tobacco, unveils its first ever full-bodied premium handmade cigar in the Villiger La Vencedora. The Villiger La Vencedora is the follow-up cigar to the highly acclaimed Villiger La Flor de Inclán and Villiger Sandoro Colorado. This Nicaraguan puro, wrapped in a beautiful Nicaraguan Habano puro wrapper, boasts a potent full-bodied smoking experience featuring highly seasoned, hearty flavors. The Villiger La Vencedora, which translates to the victor, emits a billowing aromatic smoke throughout the smoking experience. The Villiger La Vencedora, a palate-pleasing, full-bodied, yet elegant cigar that will satisfy the cigar connoisseur as well as the casual smoker. This episode's featured cigar is the Liga Privada number no. 9 in Corona Viva, which is a fun Vitola name. Corona Viva. I don't know. Is it more Viva than other Coronas? Ma-ma-ma-ma Corona. Viva. Uh, <laughs> that was not practiced, y'all. So the uh, Liga Privada number no. 9 features a Connecticut broadleaf wrapper, a Brazilian binder, and fillers from Honduras and Nicaragua. It, Shouldn't it um, be Viva Corona? No, that's good. That's good. I like it. Uh, it's a six by it's a six by forty six. Retails for about a little over twelve dollars. Uh, most places that you'll find it. Um, it's a cigar that that we're all pretty familiar with, but let's talk about it anyway. How's uh, it going? Yeah. Well, you know, maybe maybe people are not familiar with this Vitola, right? Because uh, the Corona Viva is not. It is a relatively new release in terms of size, but it's my favorite size uh, for the Liga Privada by far. Like nothing comes close to it. So I. It's also your favorite size in most. In things. general, you're yeah. right. You're right. You're right. Nick. Nick is always right. Son of a bitch. Uh, but yeah, I love the size. I love the. Uh, it, it's got like a dark, uh, like dark roast espresso going on. Right, really heavy espresso notes. And um, yeah, like a tiny sweetness in the back, like a ripe fruit type of situation that I dig. So, uh, yeah, man, I, you know, this cigar, it's got a, a huge following, right? I mean, there's Liga heads. Not many cigars out there have uh, that kind of following. Yeah, and people have trouble keeping it in stock in stores and the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and there's a reason for that, right? So, that's why, uh, that's why we're smoking it today. Ivan? Great cigar. I do, I do uh, find the same uh, flavors you get in the roasted coffee. I also get almonds, caramel. It's a prolific smoker. Whoa! Uh, yeah, it is. It does. It does produce uh, some smoke. Uh, it does have an abundant smoke output. Yeah, without question. 
but uh, great to go. Thank God, thank God we have the rabbit, the rabbit going on in here. Did you almost? <laughs> he did say Seagal. Great Seagal. <laughs> uh, uh, they have great merch too, by the way. Yeah, yeah. They, I, I have a closet full of great stuff from these guys. But we have some. We have hats here. Yeah, we got. We, they they do have good merch. Should we give some away? Should some some hats? Yeah. Do we, we got a couple hats to give away? Ivan, are you springing this on us? Are we he, giving, he are we giving away hats? This. Hey, let's do this. No, no, no. No? We'll, we'll, we'll figure okay. something out, right? To do it? Am okay. I the party pooper now? Okay. Okay, give it away, dude. All right, sorry, guys. Eric doesn't want you to have any hats. No. Maybe it's on a, another podcast. Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, but we can uh, segue to, well, there will be a giveaway. So stay tuned in this ah, episode. This we will be giving some stuff away. Uh, just not... Not Thank those you, hats. Thank you uh, for bailing me out, Nick. Before we get into that, though, an update on the Cigar Snob Lechong Challenge. In case you missed the announcement in the last episode, this is our uh, upcoming event. It's November, Eric, uh, help me out. 17. November 17. 7 to 10. At the Intercontinental in Miami, in downtown Miami. We will be uh, hosting a special event in which five cigar makers will be competing in a pig roast off. Um, the idea being that each of them will be equipped with a cajachina, which is a uh, uh, pretty ubiquitous cooking apparatus in uh, in Cuban American Miami. Um, you know what's funny? They they sell more of them outside of that's Miami crazy. nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've seen it on the Food Channel. It's oh, a yeah, pretty yeah. popular product. Yeah. yeah, they even did a throwdown with Bobby Flay. Right, right, yeah. right. Um, so anyway, five of these cigar makers will be uh, cooking pigs in these cajas chinas. Uh, and the winner will... There will be some kind of a charity component yeah. involved. Yeah, so the winner... The proceeds will go to the winner's uh, charity of choice. Got it. Uh, yeah, so keep an eye out for that. At uh, lechongchallenge.com. Is that, that right? That's correct, That's sir. L-E-C-H-O-N challenge.com. Eric, we have uh, some updates on Yeah, this? yeah. The uh, ticket sales have been moving briskly. Uh, what we've noticed, which uh, which uh, I found interesting, was half, uh, roughly half of the tickets purchased to date uh, are coming from out of town. So there's a lot of people coming down, staying at the Intercontinental, and making a weekend uh, out of this trip to Miami, so uh, I, I was pretty impressed by that. A lot gonna... of a uh, lot of couples. You see that. You see that a lot. See guys buying a VIP ticket and then buying their uh, their spouse a companion ticket. Uh, so I see. I'm seeing all that, and uh, it's it's pretty awesome. So I love I love to see those out of towners coming in. I think they'll get a, a good taste of Cuban roast pork, Cuban style roast pork. Uh, the cigars are going to be awesome. It's going to be a ton of drinks. So, yeah, come on down. There's going to be ladies. There will be the ladies. <laughs> uh, I, I forget whether we had this information when we did the last update. Did we already know who was competing? Did we let that? Yes, uh, I think we did, but well, I'll to, say it again. Yeah. We've got Fuente, AJ Fernandez, Oliva, Espinosa Cigars, and Villiger Cigars. So, those are the companies that will be roasting pigs. Come on down. For that, yeah, get, don't miss it. Get, get them get on the hot. Yeah, yeah get, get on it because uh, there is limited space. Like we can't; it's a hard uh, cap. We can't like increase the tickets because we sold them all or something like that. So, uh, get them. All right. So uh, before we move on to that giveaway we were talking about, 
let's talk about El Galang Cigars. Epis- talk about El Galang Cigars? El Galang Cigars. Episode sponsor El Galang Cigars announced a new brand called Vegas del Purial. That's P-U-R-I-A-L, Vegas del Purial. Uh, they uh, announced that release at the uh, IPCPR trade show, and that cigar will be shipping in October, which at this point is right around the corner. We're recording this September 27th. Uh, the uh, uh, El Galang portfolio includes a bunch of other cigars that you uh, probably know them for, like El Galang's Core Line, Doña Nieves, and extensions of both it is, uh, Vega de Purial is an homage to El Galang founder Felix Mesa's paternal grandparents, Felipe and Caridad Mesa, who grew tobacco in the Cuban province of Las Villas, as well as, uh, it's, it's also an homage to the farm itself, where, uh, Felix spent a lot of his childhood. It's made at El Galang's Esteli factory and, uh, features an Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper, Nicaraguan fillers, and a new hybrid tobacco called FFMC96 for uh, the binder. So it'll be available in four Vitolas, a 5x50 Robusto, 5.5x52 Bellicoso, a 7x38 Lancero, and a 6 and 3 quarters by 52 Super Toro. The cigars will range in price from $8.90 to $10 each, so check in with your neighborhood shop to find out whether they will be stocking Vegas del Purial by El Galang Cigars. You can find them on social media. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at El Galang Cigars, that's E-L-G-A-L-A-N Cigars, or just go to ElGalangCigars.com. El Galang Cigars. El Galang Cigars. El Galang Cigars. El Galang Cigars. All right. So, while you're smoking your El Galang Cigar, you'd look extra cool if you were wearing a Cigar Snob t-shirt. Woo, doggy. We just uh, had a bunch of these made. Ivan's kick-ass design over here. It is uh, will be available on our website soon for purchase. We'll also be having it at, at events uh, where we'll be giving it away to... Uh, including the Lechon Challenge. Including the Lechon Challenge. So, I mean, come just for the shirt. Just pick up your shirt and leave. Well worth it. Yeah. Leave the le- leave the Lechon for us. Just come for the shirt. Get out of there. Uh, no, get don't. your box of cigars. Get a yeah. shirt. Hit the road, Jack. Yeah. Leave the... I want a refrigerator stuffed with leftover lechon. So that's the way I'd like to see this go. But Lechon croquetas after, pan con lechon <laughs> after. We can, we can do all that. If, if these guys just come and hit the road, right? we got plenty of it. But if you don't want to do that, or if you don't want to wait that long for your shirt, there is a way to get it right now. So we are giving away two of these shirts. They come in two different uh, color combinations. One of them is a, what would you call it, like a heather gray? That's yeah. what they call that. Heather gray is fair. Heather wow. gray with Never a... Never heard that one. No? Heather Gray? Yeah, this is like a super common... Uh, it's, it's you, that, you only heard of Heather, Heather Graham. Graham. Well, there you go. <laughs> Heather Graham. Black on Heather Graham. Also not practiced. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Heather Gray with a black... Uh, it says snob in big letters. Yep. Right? S-N-O-B, S-N-O-B, baby. So let everybody know you're a snob. Uh, and then there is a uh, uh, pretty cool combo here. It's sort of like a cream on black. Word. Uh, so those are the two combos. Here's how you win. You will leave a comment on this post page on the website, or tweet us at Cigar Snob Mag, or uh, put a comment on our Facebook page, uh, or email us at info, or sorry, feedback, feedback at Cigar Snob Mag, 
and tell us which of the podcast interview episodes, not these little editor roundtable episodes, but which of the interview episodes has been your favorite so far and why. You better have a good reason. Otherwise, you're just disqualified. You can't just say, like, because. For what reason? Please tell me for what reason. So uh, get on there, social media, Facebook, email, Twitter, whatever, and let us know. We might just pick you at random or because you uh, look like a cool person and send you a T-shirt. Or not cool. Or because you're not cool. Uh, and you need some coolness. And you need some coolness. I, I think that you all need to just make sure that uh, uh, Simeon Copeland doesn't win more stuff from yeah. us. We're tired of sending a- things to the schmooze. Is that AKA the schmooze? That's yeah, the schmooze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Simeon has too much Shout of our out. stuff. Shout out to the schmooze. <laughs> so keep these these T-shirts out of the schmooze's hands, uh, or else, or else. I mean, hey schmooze, I'll send you one anyway. <laughs> All right, so uh, those will also be available for purchase on the website. We we haven't uh, made them available there yet, but you, you know also keep an eye out on cigarsnobmag.com, uh, which you can also get to with cigarsnob.com. Yes, you can. We, we shortened did. that URL kind of the same way that Dunkin' Donuts. Ooh, what a segue. Wow. You like that? You see what I did? That's good. Kind of the way that Dunkin' Donuts has shortened its name to just Dunkin'. Mm. My fingers so, appreciate it. I don't have to type as much now. That's yeah, a lot of yeah. typing. But listen, uh, the Duncan is—is is it official? Like it's not—it hasn't been rolled out nationwide. Uh, I don't so believe they. they I, I At know least that, I haven't noticed it in my. I know that it hasn't been rolled out because I just drove by a Dunkin' Donuts today, mm-hmm. and it was mm-hmm. still—it was still a Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, but they are dropping the name Donuts. So they—they they tested this uh, in Quincy, the Boston suburb. I don't know if there's something about Quincy. That Every Dunkin' Donut is in is No, in is there something about Quincy where like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Multi, multi-syllabic If it'll work in work. Quincy, it'll work anywhere. Um, which, by the way, they, uh, McDonald's recently did something like this here. Not with the name, but they, for whatever reason. So they were looking at incorporating items uh, onto their menu that uh, only are available. Regionally or something? Well, no, uh, outside of the U.S. I just oh, did oh, it. Oh, that's right. I just they, did yeah. the Stroop Waffle one. I forgot you to did, tell yeah, you I yeah. did. It, it was, was amazing. Waffle. What amazing. is it? It's a Stroop Waffle McFlurry. Sunday. Yeah, McFlurry, correct. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and that was good? Delicious. Son of a bitch. Delicious. So, so, that, so that was one of the items, but yeah. it's only in Miami stores. Like 40 restaurants in Miami have these things. So it's funny. If it works with those Cubans, yeah, I guess. it'll work nationwide. Uh, it so, might have been the only Cuban that bought a Stroop Waffle McFlurry. But, because you knew what it was. Right. Yeah, the uh, the McDonald's in Hialeah is like a true waffle. Okay, I would love that's that's enough reason to go to Hialeah to a McDonald's just to see how they they'll treat the true you like waffle. the Taco Bell, like the lady oh, who wouldn't yeah. uh, wouldn't speak English. Yeah. Oh man. So anyway, that looks like a topic for a video that we can do. Hialeah gets a bad rap. Get off him. Poor Hialeah. To William Marantes from Hialeah. It's a great city. <laughs> I don't know if. Is, is is this an indictment on Willy Barante? Is it a no? He's for a proud Hialean. So, uh, shout out to Willy Marante, uh, who I'm sure doesn't get turned away at any Taco Bell's in Hialeah. Of course not. Uh, so, Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts is now a Dunkin', just Dunkin'. Uh, they will be quote simplifying and modernizing our name while still paying homage 
to our heritage, which is such a funny way to talk about uh, seriously. Donuts. Yeah. Uh, while still Freaking paying homage donuts, to our heritage, we have an opportunity to create an incredible new energy for Duncan. The company's chief marketing officer, Tony Weisman, said in a statement. So, what does this mean? Now, what does it mean? I'm sure you don't have significant feelings about Dunkin' Donuts heritage, but uh, Eric, you were you were making some interesting points about other companies that have done similar things and what impact you think it's had on people's perception of those businesses. Yeah, I think that when when those companies uh, remove the the main purpose for its being, right, like KFC, uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken became KFC, Dairy Queen became DQ, Burger King became BK. Uh, I, I think that at times uh, it ends up, number one, uh, not translating to the next generation, right? When you don't have what that, um, what its reason for being is. So I, I, I think I think that's a mistake. I know part of it, you know, I imagine that they want to be healthier, right? They get donuts out of there, just like Burger King wanted to get burgers out of there. And KFC wanted to get the word fried out of there, I guess. But I don't, I don't know that that works. I think the people who... Who want to go to Dunkin' Donuts? Did uh, they, they just want to go to Dunkin'? Donuts. The, the name doesn't matter now. By removing donuts out of it, now it just becomes Dunkin'. And so, kids in the next generation they'll just know it as Dunkin'. They'll know it as a coffee place that you go and just get coffee. Well, if I'm gonna get coffee now, I'm, I may go to Starbucks or I may go to a neighborhood coffee place. So but, I don't know that it works. But I think that that's what they want. Maybe their income might be more coffee nowadays than donuts in the past. Right, right. That wouldn't change, is what I'm saying. I think it was kind of similar with Dairy Queen. Again, I'm not disagreeing that it's about whether it's a good idea to get rid of the name, but I think Dairy Queen made that move when they started to incorporate more things like burgers and hot dogs and all that. Like their menu got bigger, and then it became. And yet their presence became smaller. Right. Yeah. Right. So, like, no one got. Like, I remember when going to Dairy Queen on a Friday with your family. That was a thing we did as kids. And now my kids have never said, hey, Papa, let's go to DQ. They don't even know. They don't know DQ exists. Number one, there's not many of them left. And uh, it's like a it's like a throw-in in, in, a, in a, like a turnpike rest stop. Yeah. You know, you go to the BK. They have BK, Wendy's, KFC, and DQ. And it's just, okay, it's just another thing that's there. And even when they get the, 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 the actual ice cream, they don't even, ref- like, it's not related to Dairy Queen. Yeah. So I those don't know, combo places—that's that's when you know it's not going too well. You've hit the skids. Yeah, the worst is when you're paired up with a Long John Silver's. Nah, that is a sign of death. Yeah, when it's KFC slash Long John Silver's or something like that, Oof. and Pizza Hut, or and a, Pizza Hut, or a Subway. Subway? No, I, I don't know. I think Subway. Do they do still a lot cruising. of those combos? It's terrible. Well, Earl yeah. of Sandwich. No, anyway, so just rest up, please. So, what, what what do we want to know from the people? Well, do do you still do DQ? Do you have kids who who say, "Hey, let's go to DQ"? That's what I want to do. Yeah, is that a, is that still a thing? Is K, has KFC become less of a presence in your life? Does that have anything to do with the name, or does that have to do with the fact that you're just not eating fried chicken anymore because you're trying to be healthy? You know what's funny is that the the KFC's Kentucky identity has probably remained strongest in Miami, where so many people still refer to them as Kentucky. Kentucky, yes. <laughs> my dad still calls it Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, my dad, my dad actually. Uh, we talk about my stepdad who mispronounces everything. He doesn't even call it Kentucky Fried Chicken. As a kid, I would always lose it with this because he would call it Kentucky Friend Fry. 
Kentucky French fries. It's, it's all French fries. So. <laughs> I love, I'm going to start calling it Kentucky, Kentucky French, French fries. I used to love that. So, so you know. <laughs> yeah, we just took a, a cigar lighting break. So that was cut out. But uh, what we were just talking about was that I'm kind of surprised that uh, Pollo Campero has not uh, spread more here in South Florida. And, and really even more so in other major markets because there are more Central Americans as a percentage of the Hispanic population. Hell yeah. In some other places. Is it good? It's awesome. At least it will. I've only had it in Guatemala. I haven't been to the one Pollo Campero I'm aware of here. There's one in Orlando. Well, there's one in Little Havana. Yeah. There's oh, there is? Yeah, yeah like right oh, next to yeah, Home Depot. Oh, oh. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, but it is good. I've had it in, in Guatemala and awesome. I've had it in Orlando. Yeah. I w- it's, for, for those of you who have been to Esteli, this may, be, this may be a little bit of a shocker, but I would say it's better than Tip Top. Yeah, I'm with you. It's better than Tip Top. So... Well, um, but there's already a problem in Esteli, right? There's Tip Top and Rostipollo. That's right. And so they, uh, they're always, they're like right. Gino's and Pat's steaks in Philly. Rostipollo and Tip Top chicken. I've never had Rostipollo, so I can't, I can't comment. But I did have some people tell me that I, I made the wrong move having Tip Top. So, uh, but you would were, get the same thing from a guy from Philly if you went and ate at Gino's. Right. They tell you, oh, you, you screwed up. You should have gone to Pat's or right, whatever. Right. I'm still trying to figure out the Rostipollo. Uh, like rotisserie, ah, but but still, but still, it's still not roasty. Pollo is still, but it's rotisserie chicken. Got it. Roasty but but pollo. no, isn't 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 the the word uh, rosticeria or something? Sure, but yeah, ro- rosti pollo. The, the Central Americans <laughs> love combining words. Yes, that's their favorite way to name things is to combine them. So into what if rosti pollo became just rosti? Then Rosti. we wouldn't know what the hell to get there. See? See what I mean? The next, time we're in, the next time we're in Nicaragua, we should experiment with that. Just see if people know what we're talking about when we say, yeah, we're going to go to Roti. Roti? Now, if you said you're going to tip top, everybody would know. Oh, everybody would know. Yeah, yeah, that's right. If they just called it tip top, tip top. Hmm. It's a fun thing to say in Spanish, too. Tip top. Tip top. Uh, all right. So we're going to move on. <laughs> from Really? From the fast food, There's so much more to cover uh, there. Although I think you know what would be, what would <laughs> I was be, <laughs> no, what would be cool. I think maybe the next time uh, or on an upcoming podcast, we can do uh, an American pollo campero taste test. That works for me. We'll bring in some pollo campero. Campero. All right. So uh, next up on the notes here, Eric will be taking a little trip. Yes, sir. Napa. Well, yeah, I am going to Napa, but before that, I'm going to New York for one night right. for the Los Caídos. Los Caídos, yeah. Relauncher, launcher. I, I don't remember. What did he say he wanted to call it? He said he didn't want relaunch. Yeah, he didn't want to call it a re. Uh, I guess just. Release I don't know. Or, Let's just call it the triumphant return. The triumphant return of Los Caídos. Uh, so I'm going to that at uh, Club Mac on October second. Nice. On my birthday. Won't be here. I won't be here. And when I get back on the 3rd, I jump right back on a plane and go out to San Francisco. Uh, and I'm going to... Uh, the first time ever, I've never been to the French Laundry, Thomas Keller's famous restaurant. And uh, Davidoff is having a Chef's Edition event that they graciously invited me to uh, at the French Laundry wow. on October 4th. I'm super psyched about that. That's pretty neat. So, tell us a little bit about who Thomas Keller is for people who maybe don't know who he is, and so and also Keller, we're going to have a, a, an interview coming up with him, right? Yeah, yeah. I uh, I hope to be able to pull that off. Uh, we've already got the time slot and everything. It's just uh, still got to be done. So, uh, Thomas Keller is uh, the most 
I, I don't think even arguably, I think he is the most decorated American chef uh, in fine dining. Uh, so, the, you know, French Laundry's three Michelin star, I believe. Uh, and Per Se is in New York, uh, which is his other, uh, one of his big other big places, is uh, is also a three Michelin star. And he opened a place here in Miami recently. So, anyway, that's uh, that's Thomas Keller. He's a very decorated American chef. And we eat at his place in Las Vegas all the time. Probably people in the cigar business, too. Uh, Bouchon at the... Uh, what is it? The um, what's Venetian? the name of the hotel? The Venetian. Yeah, it's in the uh, is it in the Venetian side or the Palazzo side? Venetian. Who cares? It's there. Venetian. The Venetian. Side. Yeah. yeah. So uh, every year at the trade show, we go have dinner there, and uh, so anyway, that's I'm going to his original restaurant, which is the French Laundry, in Napa Valley, and uh, and then I'm going to spend a couple days uh, with the wife out there, and we're gonna visit Brian Chinock of Chinock Cellars and Chinock Cellar Cigars. Shout out to Brian. Yeah, and uh, we're gonna go. We're gonna go check out some wineries. Get a little boozed up. Get a little sideways. Get a little sideways. <laughs> uh, you know, I my wife who doesn't like movies a whole lot. I told her you gotta watch. You it. have to watch sideways yeah, before yeah, we yeah. go over there because you have to. I don't want her going around saying she wants to drink Merlot. Not drinking oh, a fucking man. Merlot. <laughs> drinking fucking Merlot. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, yeah, I'm I'm jacked about this uh, this trip. That's gonna be fun. And so, yeah, I'm going to hang out with all the Davidoff people. Uh, shout out to Rich and Lana, who will be out there with me. So, yep. Are there, about any, it soon. are there any wines or wineries that you're especially looking forward to? Uh, definitely. Uh, Melka. Uh, Philip Melka. I'm a big fan. Uh, Chapelet. I love. I'm going to try to get out to... Uh, I don't know if he's if it's called... Uh, the, the, the cigar. The wine that I like from there is called Tambark Hill. And his name is Philip Togni. But I don't know what his uh, winery is called. Probably Philip Togni Vineyards or something like that. But, uh, yeah, so I want to check that. I gave uh, I gave Brian Chenock a list of the ones I wanted to see since he knows everybody out there. So I'm, I'm jacked. Uh, but Melka is Milka's a badass. Yep. Good so I'm going to go to Davis, uh, Davis Estates also, which Melka is the winemaker at Davis. So I'm going to go there as well. And Davis, Mike Davis, the owner, smokes cigars. So my idea is to smoke a cigar with him and Brian, maybe even do a podcast interview with him. Cool. So, so that's that. Shifting gears. Tiger Woods is back. You tried to find so a segue. I was you looking, really I was tried. really I saw the looking for, turn. yeah, I couldn't come up with anything. So, uh, Kerr Sellers, you can go see Christy Kerr's wines. Check her out. Uh, she's a great golfer. And uh, high school friend, high school friend who did not mention me on the Faraday episode they just Unreal. had. I was so disappointed, Christy. I'm never gonna forgive you for that. Um, would you like to transition now? <laughs> so, <laughs> Tiger Woods is back, uh, indeed, or so I'm told. Uh, Ivan, you're the you're the golf guy here. Resident golf guy. Tell us, tell us what happened. Give the people a little update in case they're as out of the loop as I am. Uh, and what is the the significance of this Tiger Woods news for the golf world? So Tiger hadn't won a tournament in a, quite a long time. Uh, Eric, you did the research. 2013. 2013 was his last the win. The Bridgestone. Uh, I don't know if he hit rock bottom immediately after that or sometime around that. But he's had a DUI arrest. Uh, plenty of... He's been in the news for run-ins with the law. And with uh, ex-wives. Ex-wives. Lookers. A lot of... <laughs> injuries 
surgeries, uh, swing changes. He's dropped a couple golf coaches. He did uh, also minor detail fuse his back. I hear that's bad. <laughs> yeah. Especially for a golfer. Yeah, so, for someone with all kinds of back problems, yeah, that's bad. So he was once, um, as everybody knew, uh, one of the best golfers to ever set foot. If not, I mean, I don't even think that's debatable. He's still one of the best golfers who's, who's ever set foot on earth. Uh, but he was always in the running to try to catch Jack Nichols, Nicholas and his uh, major title. Jack run. Nicholson? Like one flew over the cuckoo's nest? No, Jack Nicholas. Nicholas. No, Nicholas. Uh, so everybody's wanting him to come back, I guess, cheering him on to try to make his glorious comeback. And he wasn't able to accomplish the major win this year, but he came pretty close and he won, um, the tour championship, the tour championship, which is about as close as you can get to winning a major. Right. Cause you have to qualify to get there, make it all the way. And then you have to win. It's like 20. It's like a very top 30. It's a top 30, top 30, top 30, get there. And then. And then you compete to try to win the season-long uh, points title, which he came just short of winning. Justin Rose won it, but he Rosie? did he did win the tour championship, which was amazing. So. Yeah, yeah, he was uh, he was visibly emotional. Uh, I mean, that's that's such a comeback, right? From 2013 and all those problems that you pointed out to finally winning one. Uh, there was uh, they showed uh, they showed him. I remember seeing uh, they showed him a series of clips of everyone saying what his chances were of winning on tour ever again. And it was, I mean, a who's who of golf analyst saying how he'd never win, how he'd, you know, he should just hang it up. This is the best thing that could have happened for the game of golf. Besides top golf. <laughs> Besides top golf, very true. But <laughs> the t- crowd, man, the crowd was incredible. Crowds are great. I'll tell you one thing. I, I didn't see the final round, but I don't remember – ever getting texted this much about golf in my entire life from my friends. I Every single friend of mine texted me, Tiger, Tiger's back, he did it. Everybody's super excited about it. I think yep. it's a great thing. Yep, great for the game for sure. So he became a, a captain's pick for the Ryder Cup, which is also wow, very impressive. you did the segue for Nick. Well done. Well done. <laughs> we didn't have to even let anybody know what we segued, but, but yeah, he was the captain's pick. So it's going to be great, especially – uh, interesting to see how they pair up the the groups for uh, for the matches, which is going to be super cool. I do have some inside information that somebody caught. You do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Somebody caught breaking uh, here. Can we have like some kind of ding 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 ding? Oh yeah, we'll 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 put that in right here. So somebody spotted Patrick Reed using a Bridgestone ball. Ooh which is a dead giveaway because he doesn't play Bridgestone and Tiger does. So that's a possible pairing going Patrick Reed-Tiger if they have to play alternate shot because they have to use the same ball. Patrick's probably getting dead ready for that. Dead giveaway. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Patrick Reed, who has also been booed by the French, uh, which is very interesting. He's Cause, been Because he's such a stud in match play. He's never lost. I he's think he's badass. lost one match play tournament his entire life. And he always, not only does he win them, but he also like shushes the crowd and and gives Rory the no, the the, the, the Kembe Matumbo. Matumbo no 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 yeah <laughs> so yes yeah, it's, it's I'm I'm excited about this yeah the old Ryder Cup oh boy I have no idea what's going on <laughs> uh, but I'll take your word for it that uh, this is all very exciting <laughs> uh, let's get back to the cigar 
Again, we are smoking Liga Privada number nine in Corona Viva. Uh, we, unlike a lot of other episodes, we started this episode already having like maybe an inch into the cigar. Yep. So we're a little farther into this than <clears throat> than we might usually be for the cigars on the podcast. Well, um, part of part of that is my fault that uh, we did an unboxing video right, right before uh, right before coming in here and recording the podcast, and so the unboxing videos are the ones that we do on Facebook. And so, yeah, I started smoking it during the unboxing. So then we all lit up uh, before recording the podcast. So, yeah, we were a little farther ahead. Right. Speaking of which, you want to check out our Facebook page for that unboxing video. It should be there by the time you hear this podcast. Uh, and you'll get to see some of the stuff that we got in the mail. Uh, these are things that we do regularly. Just kind of a very hard segue here, but uh, letting people know. Um, you can check out Eric's shirt. Check out oh, Eric's shirt. Oh, you can shirt. see the shirt. Very That's true. Right. And my yeah. sister's wearing the gray and uh, black one. Exactly. Yeah. So you can see the shirt. Or, were, sorry, I apologize. Heather gray. Heather gray and black. Uh, and also, you'll get to see what Nestor Miranda would look like without feet. <laughs> this is true. That's good. That's a good uh, carrot. Yeah. So uh, go check that out. Um, again, back to the cigar. Liga Privada number nine in Corona Viva. How is it treating you guys? Was this aged at all? Yeah, that this uh, these cigars had been sitting in my humidor since this size was released, which I want to say was like a year ago. We're just about. Yeah, I find it ex- super creamy and super smooth. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's continued down the that path uh, that I talked about earlier with the with the coffee and, mm-hmm. and ripe fruit, uh, and yeah, it's it's on point right now. But it still has that broadleaf kick that yeah. that they're always going for with. Uh, with that blend, um, so but to your point about it being creamy given the age, it's it's kind of a nice combo to have that complement the the sort of more in your face Connecticut broadleaf. Sure, I think this is the style that you definitely would like to age a little bit if possible. But I mean, they're I'm, they're equally as good when when you smoke them sure, fresh. Sure. Um, but yeah, agree completely, and uh, we're gonna keep smoking it until after the episode is done, which. Is almost where we are. But before that... You don't say. Let's talk about people passing out. Uh, oh, yes, yes, yes. So, Eric, you brought up uh, some of your favorite YouTube rabbit holes. And what was the one that you went on the most recently? Well, so, I uh, last night, I was looking at just... I needed to go to bed and I, I couldn't fall asleep. So, I just... Not the thing to do. You don't grab your laptop and start going on YouTube looking for goofy videos. But that's what I did. So I started watching like some late night stuff and whatever. And on the side in the recommended, I got one of these videos of people passing out on that slingshot ride. Oh, Pagoda, you got me. Oh, my God. I was so <laughs> all, hooked. All in. I must have gone to bed like at 3 in the morning watching these things. So I watched a bunch of these. And they are hilarious. Where where the I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about. It's always the boyfriend. Oh, I love that. Like the guy, Mr. Macho guy. It's always the Macho guy. And then they get on that slingshot ride, and then he's like, honey, you'll be okay. You know, haha, you excited? And then the thing gets shot, and he freaks out and then passes out and he's just like a, and neck is like the neck is totally have, he looks like the those uh those inflatable things that they uh yeah. that they do in front of stores, those those flimsy things. Oh my god, it's so funny. So I watched a bunch of that, and then one comes up where this father goes on the ride with his very young child i'm talking like like four years old to the point that the child is so small that he the father has to hold him 
on the ride as they are slingshot. Horrible idea. I don't know how someone let them do that, but they do it. My question is, what happens if that father passes out and does the flimsy thing? And now the child has, uh, now he's bouncing around in there. can easily, I'm telling you, it was a really little kid. I mean, you would hope that whatever, they had a responsible carny who was like, that kid can go on there. And the dad was just holding him out of some excessive caution or something. Yeah. The only restraint is not He looks like he's about to slip right out. He's so little. I'm talking really like, you know, his shoulders are like maybe four or five inches away from the restraint. Yeah. Dude, that's, I'm sorry. That's not happening. (laughs) Like, what are you doing? YOLO. Yeah, YOLO. Yeah. Your child can <laughs> only fly out of a slingshot once. What would the acronym for that be? Your child can only fly out of a slingshot once. My God. It was, so it freaked me out. I think that's probably why I couldn't fall asleep after that. Um, any other YouTube rabbit hole stuff we want to throw out there? I, I'm a sucker for like old uh, Johnny Carson. Yeah. Uh, Robin Williams stand-up is always good for me. So yeah. I... I, I I totally get on that. But, and you know who else? Craig Ferguson, because he's not on okay, TV yeah, yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah so sure. I, I used to find him so funny, so I watched those too. Cool. Before we get into our uh, parting recommendations, and a word from our sponsor, Villiger, since we're on the topic of things to do and see online, this is only tangentially related, but I had forgotten to make a note that I wanted to talk about this. Uh, the There have been a lot of models in Cigar Snob Magazine. No. There's a bunch of them. Uh, and a whole lot of them are currently competing for votes to be on the cover of Maxim. Hmm. So uh, if you're interested in checking them out, MaximCoverGirl.com. You can go and vote for people to be on the cover. Uh, Jessica Nazarinas is one of them. Uh, 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 who's the one that we she didn't... She get my vote. Um uh, I'm, I, just because she's the one who I saw post most recently, but there's a, a whole bunch of them. Like at, at least a dozen of the models who've uh, who've been in the magazine are currently uh, soliciting votes on this website to be on the cover of Maxim. So uh, there are seven. As of the time that we're recording this, there are seven hours left in voting for this round. Uh, but we'll keep you posted. Maybe give you like a better sense of the roster the next time that uh, of the cigar snub, rep- you know, alumni representation. Uh, in the running to be on that um, on that uh, cover, Jessica Nazarinas is currently in second place. Wow! Uh, in her group, so it's like I guess it's a bracketed thing. Um, so yeah, keep an eye out for that. Uh, all right. So a word from our sponsor, Villiger Cigars. Villiger Cigars, celebrating 130 years in tobacco, unveils its first ever full-bodied premium handmade cigar in the Villiger La Vencedora. The Villiger La Vencedora is the follow-up cigar to the highly acclaimed Villiger La Flor de Inclán and Villiger Sandoro Colorado. This Nicaraguan puro, wrapped in a beautiful Nicaraguan Habano puro wrapper, boasts a potent full-bodied smoking experience featuring highly seasoned, hearty flavors. The Villiger La Vencedora, which translates to the victor, emits a billowing aromatic smoke throughout the smoky experience. The Villiger La Vencedora, a palate-pleasing, full-bodied, yet elegant cigar that will satisfy the cigar connoisseur as well as the casual smoker.
All right, as we do every episode, we are wrapping up on our parting recommendations. This is where we let you know some things that we think you should eat, smoke, watch, do, visit, try, read. Uh, Eric, what do you got? Oh, uh, so we go to the uh, – we tailgate at the, the Hurricanes games uh, every season. And so my, uh, my Bluetooth speaker died, and I needed to get one quick. And uh, – so I just I ran the Best Buy and I picked up the iHome Bluetooth speaker, mainly because it was inexpensive and it had good reviews. Uh, the the one that broke on me was a Bose, a really nice Bose, and so I'm sending that one back, and they're going to uh, to send me a new one. So I didn't have one, so I just wanted to buy a cheap one to get me over. How cheap? Seventy bucks. That's not cheap. No, I guess it is. No, you, yeah, 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 yeah. That is cheap for a Bluetooth speaker that can pop yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So, uh, so anyway, it's the iHome Bluetooth speaker IBT three seventy two. Man, that shit impressed me. Is it loud? It's it, well, what it is more so than loud. It's loud enough, but what it is is it's clean. Normally, those Bluetooth speakers, even the good ones, they sound like muffled and muddy, like, and and so. Uh, I'm not a fan of that sound. I don't enjoy it. So I'm I'm impressed by this thing. It's cheap. 70 bucks. Get it at Best Buy. iHome Bluetooth speaker IBT372. So that's what I got, man. Okay. Ivan? So still on my home improvement <laughs> tip here, I got I to gotta drive a whole bunch of screws uh, in this home project I got going on. And the drill that I have doesn't have a um, a clutch, so I strip a lot of the thread on the screws that I'm that I'm driving. So I went out and bought an impact driver, which I've never owned. So I bought the Dewalt 20 volt uh, impact driver. Yep. And I started. I haven't started the project, but I did some test runs with it, just on a two by four. Man, I can. It doesn't matter how fast I drill these these screws into this two by four. Every single thread was perfect after driving them into these things. So, pretty excited about it. Can't yeah. wait to get on this thing. But yeah, really nice. Can't wait to get on your Dewalt twenty volt impact driver. Yes, sir. All right. Oh boy. Ooh ooh ooh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like that. Well done. Um, how about you, Nicholas? What you got? So I've been watching Jack Ryan on Amazon Prime. You and a lot of people. That's good yeah. stuff. It's pretty great. Uh, it's sort of like Amazon's answer to Homeland. Yep. Um, John Krasinski is pretty friggin' good in it, uh, especially once you get past not seeing Jim Halpert in every scene. Yep. Uh, but yeah, pretty good stuff. The premise of it is that he's a uh, uh, an analyst for the CIA and like analyzes uh, financial transactions and stuff, just looking for suspicious terrorist so activity. Is this supposed to be like a uh, prequel to Jack Ryan when Jack Ryan was in, was it like Patriot Games? That's what like I hear. That? That's what I hear. I'm not sure because I'm not familiar enough with. So it was the, the I think it was Clancy. Yeah. yeah I think it was right, a yeah, series yeah. of Clancy yeah, novels yeah, yeah. that all, all uh, revolved around Jack Ryan. He was the, the character that was a thread right. throughout. So, so it's definitely – it's the same character. I just don't know whether it's a prequel or – Well, it sounds like it if he was, if he was if an, he's analyst. an analyst. Yeah, he, yeah, he was in a I field so. agent, okay. whereas yeah. in uh, in the uh, – in, in all those other ones, he was either uh, a field agent for the FBI or special uh, – Special agent? Special no, – what is the – Oh, a secret Special service. Forces or secret, secret service. In one of them, he's a secret service. 
So, so what I mean is, I, that thought, I, I don't know whether it's a prequel or whether it's that they've created a whole new storyline just kind of based on that character. You know, in the way that not every James Bond movie is connected to the other James Bond movies. Yep, yep. I, I, I'm not sure whether it's a prequel or if they've just created. But there's a new... still some loose connection, right? right? Like right. even in the James Bond, it's still supposed to be, you know, prequel to before James Bond was Bond, right? Sure. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, yeah, it's uh, it's it's anyway, good. Started to derail you there. No, no, no. Uh, so yeah, check that out on Amazon Prime. Definitely worth uh, worth watching. I uh, I recommended that we watch it when my wife and I were looking for a new thing, and she was recommending something I just did not want to do. And I was like, well, "What about this?" And she went for it, and now she's she's super into it. Uh, really? Thank God. Like on an emotional level, more so than me. She's a she's a yeller at the TV. Ooh. And she hates seeing people make bad decisions. Uh, oh, that's good. Like fictional people. So, for example, like... Horror uh, movies is perfect. Like Horror movies, but even more so drug use. So, like, Breaking Bad was was so much more interesting watching with her. Because every time <laughs> Jesse Pinkman would, like, take drugs he wasn't supposed to be taking, she'd be like, no! Don't she, do that! Why? So, in this case, it's like, no, you don't have to be a terrorist. And <laughs> like, yelling at people, like, you could just walk away! You know, you should get... Uh, you should you should record some of this. I should. Like you record your mom when you scare her. Yeah. Record Elsie when she's watching one of these. Uh, Jack if, Ryan. If we ever used any of that footage or audio, it would be my last podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or my last podcast as a married man. Yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, yeah, check out Jack Ryan uh, on Amazon Prime. Anything else we want to get into before we get out of here? That's it. All right. So, again, this has been the Cigar Snob Podcast. You can follow us on social media all over the place. Just look for Cigar Snob Mag. Also, go to CigarSnobMag.com slash podcast. Don't forget the t-shirt the t- thing. That's right. Yeah. Uh, slash podcast. Look for this episode's uh, page and comment on that page for your chance to win one of two t-shirts. There will be two winners, right? We're sending yeah. a t-shirt to each one. Uh, so, yeah. Keep an eye out for all of that stuff or tweet us as soon as you hear this and again make sure that you tell us what your favorite uh interview episode has been on the podcast so far while you're there and rate why. and why uh rate and review us while you're there uh unless you have bad things to say in which case get out of here we don't want any of that uh no but really even if it's a bad review i think it helps uh you know if you just don't like it but just tell us so because i think i really do think that that helps the visibility of the podcast when just people have anything to say about it. I believe um, it does. But if you've made it this far, you're into it. So, um, all right. That's it. We're done. Thanks. Later. Later.